0: So the way that I approach my preaching is I Typically, we'll, we'll plan out a couple of months in advance to maybe up to six months in advance, just kind of depending on where the Spirit takes me in that process. But I, I try to sit down and I think about, okay, let's get a sense of at least a, a theme. Uh, you know, maybe I'm developing a series or I'm looking at where do holidays or important kind of events fall into that, uh, where are we going to do the Lord's Supper and how does that affect the plan and those sort of things. And uh, and so I, I try to get, I mean, I have a I create a document where I've got, you know, text uh, biblical text title if i've got a step a scripture reading that's going to be different from that in the service and then just a theme and and a lot of times i'll just have the theme and maybe an idea for what the text is going to be based on what that theme is Mm -hmm. Um, and it varies i'll do things that are occasionally we'll do something that's more topical but usually it's it's expositional preaching is generally my style and so The current series that I'm in is is like a 14-week series. I usually shoot for more like six to eight, but this is going to be a long one, and we're just trying to do a basic overview of all of Scripture. I realized that a year ago I had done a series on um, kind of what it means to be the church and sort of lay people's ecclesiology, what does it mean to be a church member, some of that kind of stuff, that life. Back in the fall, I did a series on kind of basic Christian theology, basic what do we believe, what does a Christian believe, what do we all share in common? And I thought, well, you know, the other piece of that is, like, how about we just do an overview of the Bible, realizing that a lot of people, even those who have been in church for decades, may not have a real clear understanding of the storyline of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, and getting a sense of those moves from so that people know where was Abraham in relation to David or Moses or Jesus or Paul can be really helpful as a tool. I, mean, I created a little timeline that I stuck in the bulletins last week and we're passing those out and and all of that. But trying to follow down piece by piece. And so I, I typically am approaching that from just saying, what are the needs of my congregation? What am I feeling led? What does the season lend itself to? This is going to take us in through Easter and on the other side of
1: that. so. Right Man, you Bobby. That's good. So I feel like can we have like a counseling moment yeah. here? <laughs> I'm just going to lay it out. Um you're not going to be able to please everyone no. right, with your preaching. Mm-hmm. Um I years ago, I uh received a B in my preaching class <laughs> and I hated that professor for it. Uh <laughs> interesting enough, he was in m- you know, in our sanctuary on a Sunday morning when I preached one time, and I am happy to know that I have an A now in the class. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're not. Like, it's such a growing thing mm-hmm. as a lead pastor, as a teaching pastor. And so it's humbling, and there's and a lot of grace that needs to be extended our way because we're not going to please everybody. We're not going to please ourselves. Um, and so um, I, I feel like this is a grow, an ever-growing thing. Um, uh, for me it's always been hard to really look six months out, three months out. And so I've tried to be better in that. Uh, We're currently in, um, it's been like three months in the book of 1 Corinthians. And um, that's hard for me because before I want to do eight weeks, I want to smash everything, as much information as I could. And uh, the feedback that I, I would get is, you just preach three sermons in one sermon. Like you ha- you're you the pastor, you have time. Like you, you can do this in multiple Sundays. And so that, that's been refreshing and kind of freeing to say, okay, let's stretch this out. Um, and so just taking my time, um, I have no plan to go anywhere. So I might as well take my time in this. And then I think the, the biggest thing, and you've kind of mentioned this already. Um, I think um, people that are entering our sanctuaries for worship, are seeking biblical literacy. um, And they're lacking biblical literacy. And so how do we take the time, knowing that we're not gonna get it all done on a Sunday morning, but we have the opportunity to give incredible insight and opportunity to speak, to open the Bible, that it would just illuminate, God's words would illuminate us in such a way that would be life-changing and brilliant, and that we would race home to want to open our Bibles all the more. And so I think that's what I try to focus in, whether it's topic, a specific topic, whether it's a season as Lent and Easter is approaching, um, if it's a study through a book, um, how can I help bring biblical literacy as, as a thing for us?
2: Yeah, I think for me, it's yes and amen to all those things. Uh, I went to a conference uh, a little while back in uh, preaching called Art of, Art of Preaching, and it was phenomenal. One of the things that I really took away from that was, especially for us, like kind of downtown where we're at, we have a lot of really intelligent people, uh, you know, PhDs and like neuropsychology, all this kind of stuff, right? So we have a lot of brilliant people. And and in that, like, I found my own preaching to be lacking in a lot of areas, and specifically kind of pointing to Jesus and that Jesus is the better way, right? And and so there's kind of a, a thing that I took from that uh, that, Every every time that I get ready to teach or preach, I kind of run through a filter almost, and it's preaching for something. So it's preaching for uh, spiritual formation, right? How, how are we going to put these things into practice? Uh, biblical theology, how do I exegete the text? And then cultural commentary, right? How does this kind of measure up to what's happening in the world around us. Maybe it's in downtown San Antonio, there's some, some issues that are going to be voted on, or there's things that, that, that we need to point to, okay, this is, this is what's, what's out in front of us, but this is how following Jesus in this, this text really speaks to our situation as a whole. And so I think those are really important things that I know I have missed. You know, I can get really busy in exegeting a text and just kind of leave it at that and not really point anybody in the direction of this is how it matters day to day and specifically where you're at in this cultural moment right now. And with that, there's there's things that I try to highlight uh, that I got from John Tyson is, you know, for us, it's, it's things like quoting a person of color every every week right, to, to, to kind of highlight diversity in the kingdom. Another one is quoting a woman in, 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 a, in a sermon, right, like some, some sort of historical thing. We try and quote a church father uh, in, in every kind of sermon, so we know that it didn't start with just our movement, what we think in this moment. So little things like that to really help shepherd a congregation in our everyday teaching in, in kind of walking through things like that.